This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. Yes, back together again in the studio. Uh, we had a bit of a chat, as you'd imagine, caught up. We were also joined by Miles Jacobson, uh, one of the bosses of the football manager game. So he told us about uh, some of the issues they had to face in a very weird year as they tried to make the game realistic, but not too realistic, as Miles will explain. And uh, a book we're both big fans of, Glove Story. There is Glove Story 2, lovely little book about the art of goalkeeping. And we spoke to Rob Stokes, didn't we? And Bob Wilson. And Bob Wilson, yeah. Bob was on form and also paid tribute to his old friend Ray Clements, which is very nice as well. Yeah. So we'll uh, bring you that and, uh, oh yeah, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Nice to see you in the flesh after yeah. this yes. uh, little hiatus. Yes, well, I, as the listeners may know, I've been self-isolating for 11 days. So mm. I'm absolutely fine, which is good. And uh, I got a message last night from the uh, COVID-19 NHS app. It said, good news, your self-isolation ends tonight. Like I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I haven't been, been counting the minutes. <laughs> scratching it into the wall <laughs> with a knife. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Anyway, what can you do? Uh, I enjoyed the England game last night. I thought yeah. uh, there was some... some Positives, more, no question about it. Like a lot of people, I think more than I thought I would. It was, mm. it was, you know. Look, they weren't up against much, but um, and they were on the front foot most of the time. But they knocked it around. Well, it was entertaining, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I quite like. I, th- I think it's definitely Henderson or Rice for me, not both. But there we go. We'll, yeah, we'll come so on to that. It's become yeah. it's the Lampard Gerrard thing. Well, all it over is again, really. Isn't I, it, think, really? I think it is actually. Um, I think the linesman thought that they were the VAR was still in operation. They raising their flag for no reason. But I think um, I watched a bit of the Wales game. I'll tell you what I did notice, and this is something, there was a red card, it was such an unnecessary red card, and you just think that it, when, when a bloke's one-on-one with a keeper, there's absolutely no point bringing him down. Christensen did this against Liverpool, because even if the bloke scores, you're 1-0 down with 11 men. Yeah. Whereas if, if, you, if you commit that last man foul, you're off, you're down to 10 men, you're probably going to lose the game. I don't understand players why they do this. If you can't get the guy, if he's going to go through, you just have to take your chances with the goalkeeper. It, it changed that game completely. Oh. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, I was thinking yesterday, because... Uh, 
what, during the interview with Sir Jeff Hurst, uh, everything went wrong, all the lines went down. I, mean, I, I eventually had to speak to him on the phone. Yeah, so I was on the phone, and he was on the phone. Yeah. And I was thinking, this could be a new series. <laughs> on the phone with my new series, where I ring up a celebrity and have a tinny conversation with them. Yeah, well, it sounds like a real winner, mate. I can see that taking off. I can't Good wait. Good luck getting that, getting that away. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were talking about, uh, with Ali Ross, about the bloke who was on Omid Jalili's show that we interviewed Omid on Monday. Yes. Who thought that Jockey Wilson... As a member of the Beach Boys. Yes, I see that clip has now gone <laughs> has gone viral. I'm not surprised. It's it's been doing the rounds. The, the the guy was very young, and I've now you see the clip. He's very young, and he's looking at all. He doesn't know who the Beach Boys are. He doesn't know who Jockey Wilson is. He just sees a lot of people called Wilson on a screen and says, "So I'll go Jockey Wilson." But Omi just laughs out loud at him, <laughs> well, no, of course, which I probably don't blame him. which probably tells him that he hasn't got it but, right. But he might have a point. So I was doing a bit of research, and apparently Sloop John B was originally called Sloop Jock B. Was it? Was that right? <laughs> who knew? Definitely not. Who knew? That's amazing. <laughs> I never knew that things that you never talk about who knew. I didn't know Alan Smith was a Villa fan. No, nor did I until last night. I always thought he was a gooner. I thought it was Goonosaurus. Oh no, but you, you could look. You can tell he's, he's, he's from uh, he's from the Midlands. He's from Birmingham. No, but I, I wasn't. I, well, I didn't know whether he was Blues or Villa or whether no, he was I just always Leicester thought he was or Arsenal. But uh, well, he played for him. But he doesn't sound like he comes from Hybrid, does he? <laughs> no, Had you not picked up the accent at all in all these years? Probably not. Thank but yeah, I don't know if Martin outed him. Yeah, he said I'm neutral, of course. But uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with supporting a club. I, I got a bit bored with the uh, all the football last night at some point so I turned over to Sky Cricket which is always guaranteed to be something good for me not for everybody okay but there was about five games on and there was quite a few of them with stuff riding on it I know so what you watched an old game an old Gillette Cup game from 1973 (laughs) you found that more interesting did did you no it has relevance for this because it was a T20 game from 2005 England v Australia from the Rose Bowl we were there doing a show oh I remember that yeah that was the first uh, international T20 wasn't it and uh, John Lewis was making his debut, probably the first time we ever said never knowingly under bold. Yeah. And uh, he got three wickets and Goffey got three at age 34, they kept saying. Remember that one? Yeah, England yeah. won it, didn't they? They did, they won yeah. easily. And yeah. we were there, with, we did a show with Frank Skinner that day, That's right. and we had a chat yeah. with Adam Gilchrist so, and stuff, it was a fun day. Yeah, it was. It well. And uh, did you see that Anton Griezmann's agent, yeah. Eric Olhatz... Anton? Uh, yeah, okay, I'm, I, Antoine? I like his... Uh, his Antoine? Antoine de Griezmann. <laughs> That's his name. He's going to be a judge in the next series of Spanish. He's he's an Antoine, isn't he? Antoine. Yeah. Okay. Antoine du Griezmann. No, he's not a du Griezmann. (laughs) Blimey, it's getting worse. Oh, right, him. Just call him Griezmann. Yeah. His agent. It's not even worth it. This Eric Olhat has accused Messi of deliberately unsettling his client. Yeah. But I think it's just a whack. <laughs> Thank you. It wasn't worth it, was it? Well, not really, well no. Pep has signed a new contract at City. He's signed for two years. It'd be the longest he's ever been yeah. at uh, any one club, longer mm. than he's sort of spent at Barcelona. A great coup for uh, City. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about mm. that uh, shortly, look at some of the reasons why. Um, because he's... Uh, He's felt a bit and looked a bit dejected at times. Yeah, he normally he? moves on for a reason. Though. I don't know. I, I, it could be a good thing, for, and it could be, you know, maybe not the right move. We'll, he we'll moves see. on for a reason in what way? Do you, what do you mean? That well, he, he gets, you know, like all managers, a bit like Jose, they, they, the players stop listening to them. They, they, you know, there's only so many times you can do the same. We're in it together. I mean, this, will, this know, deal will take chat, him to eight same. years at, at the club, but. It's a long time. I mean, it's been a wonderful... I mean, I love the way they play and everything, and he's great for football. So if he wants to stay in the Premier League, that's yeah. only a good thing, isn't it? He obviously it? feels he's going to continue getting the support he needs financially to compete at the very top. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. 
Hawks, me and Jacob's here on TalkSpot. <laughs> Turn it up far too loud in the studio. Yeah. Like motorhead concert. Anyway, I'll turn it back down <laughs> again. So, anyway, um, Football Manager 2021 is out on November the 24th. We have our annual conversation uh, about the new game, find out uh, what's new and some of the talking points around it. One of the founding fathers of the game, friend of the show, Miles Jacobson. Good afternoon, Miles. Hello, how's it going? Yeah, we're good. good, thank you. Yeah, we haven't seen you for a while. We normally see we have a, a bit of a night out of the Nordorf Robins evening, but sadly, that wasn't to be this year, was it? Not, not this year, but uh, hopefully next year. In, yeah, fingers crossed. Now, uh, that was because, of course, of the virus, and, uh, you know, it, it's obviously you pride yourself on the, the realism of the game and the authenticity, so uh, I'm sure it, it does feature. It does, yeah, but we've um, we've had to balance it out because one of the things that we saw uh, when when the pandemic hit and people uh, people were working from home or, or unfortunately losing losing their jobs is our play times were going up quite dramatically mm. on the game and people when we were talking to them they were using it as an escape from the real world yeah. um, as as sport is as well for a lot of people so so we've kind of carefully balanced it in that the things that the things that are there in the real world, for example, the transfer system has changed dramatically um, because clubs have less money to spend. So the the biggest players, the best players in the world and the best young players in the world, their value hasn't really changed. But there is a tier of players whose value has dropped. And then there's a tier of players who, who don't have value at all. So we've had to reflect that into the game. But we also wanted to have some sense of normality. So we do have supporters in the stadia. Um, we don't have COVID in there as an illness because there would be nothing worse than um, your team being ravaged um, by by the virus and, and not having a team um, to be able to put out at, at the weekend and dealing with all the postponements. But also it's important because if people are seeing the game as an escape, we don't want to re- remind them of it every few minutes so what we've done is we've handed over our in-game advertising to um, a bunch of mental health charities which we do with fm20 as well and that way if people are struggling a little bit with the real world they're one click away from being able to get help Mm. but we don't mention the virus specifically in the game at all even though it has effects behind the scenes so that people can still escape into the world and hopefully during the game cycle the vaccine will be there the vaccine will work we'll hopefully be getting back to some sense of normality across the next 12 months so um having that and then not reflecting that side of things wouldn't have worked wouldn't have worked either so so we had to be quite careful with the way that we planned it all, really. Sure, understandably. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I follow you on Instagram, and uh, I know that uh, back in August you had two million copies, didn't you? Uh, two millionth copy of FM20 went, and it was very popular, and you had record numbers during playing it online during lockdown. So, you know, it probably the game came into its own in a way. Well, we've been incredibly lucky, and in unlike a lot of other businesses, our revenue hasn't stopped. Um, so... It's one of the reasons why we've worked so hard in not easy circumstances. It's it's hard enough making games normally. It's a lot harder to make them when you're spread across the country and and in other countries as well. Um, but we've we've also done the decent thing in that yes, the game has done well this year. So we've hired a bunch more people 
Um, we've actually increased the size of the studio by 20% by hiring 40 people. Um, and we're in a very fortunate position to be able to be able to do that. Um, the whole team has worked ridiculously hard to um, to make the new game. I think mean, it's, it's a couple of weeks later than we would have liked to to have been um, releasing it. But I think a lot of games are going back three months, six months. Films are going back six months to a year. Um, so everyone's worked really hard and. With the the beta version, so there's an early version of the game available if you pre-order from certain retailers. That is going down better than we've ever seen before. We currently have a 93% um, positive rating, which is um, which is incredible um, to see that. So very thankful for the team for the work that they've done because, you know, we know as as you you've said yourselves. Playtimes have gone up. People are spending a lot more time playing it. They're they're using it um, as a, as a way to cope with everything that's going on. So, got quite a lot, or we feel that we've got quite a lot of responsibility on our shoulders to deliver something great. Yeah. Um, and that's that's exactly what we're trying to do. One of the interesting things you've done, I see this the gestures uh, aspect of the game, and this you can be in a, a press conference, and the way that press conference goes can go down to the way. You know your <laughs> gestures in the press conference. So if you want, you can have a combative one, and that could have a lot to do with the things you're doing and the things you're saying. And then also, you can have quite a nice, sort of light, funny one. Everybody likes one of those as a journalist. So that's quite. I mean, that's that's the sort of level of detail we're talking about. Apart from the the match day experiences and the interaction and recruitment and all those things, it's it's the little yeah. things. There's, well, but there's there's a load of new stuff in the game this year, as there is as there is every year. I mean, the gesture system. We used to have a system called tones, which only had six possible tones that you could set before you go in. Whereas gestures, gestures is basically body language based. Mm. So, um, in in a radio sense, it's that's difficult to get across. But you can <laughs> tell that Andy likes something when he laughs, right? Mm. But it's it's part of. Part of the H and J experience is Andy laughing <laughs> about things okay. when, when, when he's miserable with some things as well, which I'm sure that he would he would also attest to, yeah, yes. um, to that side of things. Um, so you know that's part of it. And when when you're watching press conferences, it's often the body language yeah. of the manager that helps him 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 or her get across what they're what they're trying to say at that point. So little things like having a wry smile on your face when you're answering a question negatively so that people know that you know you you're just trying to make them feel a bit better about the fact that you're saying something nasty. Um but you could just be nasty completely uh, and that that kind of moves across into the team talk system as well where gestures are there you want to kick a water bottle across the room you can kick a water bottle across the room in the game but you could also be there you know pleading with the players to be playing better in the second half so all the different text options that are there are then nuanced by the body language as well so it means that there are loads and loads more options of the way that you can get your personality across in game right and there's oh, i was going to say there is the full game and there is there you've got the kind of bite size tablet version as well the kind of mobile version that that's obviously still the case isn't it yeah, so we've got Football Manager Mobile, which is for mobile phones. Then we have Football Manager Touch and Football Manager Xbox Edition. So it's the first time in over a decade that we've been back on console. 
with uh, with the Football Manager Xbox edition, which is based on Football Manager Touch, and that has less of the um, less of the interaction stuff in there, um, but still the rest of the gameplay that you love. So it's got still got the match engine, it's still got the tactic system and everything else besides. Good stuff. Um, two questions, really. One slightly. You have to be a quick one, Andy. Yeah. Have you got a feature where the manager gets fired with one game of the season to go? <laughs> <laughs> um, the manager could get fired with that if they already had a new manager lined up that they wanted to bring in for the end of the season. Yeah. And were you influenced by All or Nothing with Jose and hearing proper halftime talks and all that? Can you bring that so, into so- the game? Hmm. That, that stuff's kind of there already. Those, those programs are brilliant, but we don't have that many surprises from them mm. purely because we've kind of got that access already. Yeah. The best thing for me about All or Nothing when I was watching it was the fact that one of the computers in the Spurs training facility mm. actually had our game icon on the screen. <laughs> so uh, so we know that somebody in Spurs' training ground is, uh, is playing the game and probably yeah. looking up data. Um, as part of their work, which I think is the biggest compliment that people can make to us, really. Jose will be learning some new gestures from it, won't he? He actually already knows how to smile wryly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. Cheers, Miles. Good to talk to you. Yeah, Thanks very much. With it. Brilliant as always. Sure. Thanks, guys. Uh, Sports Interactive, uh, Miles Jacobson, Football Manager, uh, the new game. I'm sure everybody's looking forward to that. It's a lot of people out, a lot of the listeners play the game on a regular basis, and it has been a, a real mm. escape. It's a real balance in it because they love to be authentic, and if they were being truly authentic, it, it would it completely, uh, you know, it would just take the game over, wouldn't it, the virus? Mm, so it's kind of good. It's good that it doesn't really. It's still escapism. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Andy, anything you want to share with the class? Yes. Is it, do you think this is a new track and trace uh, situation uh, being used? Glenn Hoddle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's an app. I suppose it is. It's an interactive map. A help to track and trace Asian hornets invading the UK. Oh, OK. Not see if they got the virus. Or no, no. I, th- I thought it was another one of those. <laughs> is anything like the COVID one? Stand by for an invasion. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know if you saw this story mm. from the world of rugby league with Tread Fairly uh, Delicate, if we can, but Catalan Dragons Ram Joel Tompkins is uh, not massively impressed that he's picked up an eight-match ban for inappropriate contact yes. in, in a recent mm. game against uh, Leeds. And uh, the, the, um, the accusation is, well, I mean, the finding is, because he's got an eight-match ban, that he put his finger between uh, uh, Rishi Myler's buttocks, basically. Um, and uh, Joel says, my conscience is clear. So it's probably not the only thing that's clear, is it, really? <laughs> but uh, It's actually yeah. a very strange thing, isn't it? It's a, it's a funny business, rugby, from oh, that point of view. It's only that the world of football doesn't have to... Great deal. Well, you don't have the physical contact. Not, really. not like that, you don't. <laughs> from no. a corner, that wouldn't be ideal, would it? No. I've, I've got news from India of the Festival of Dung. I'm going to ask you if it's sport. <laughs> uh, the, the Festival th- of Dung? Yes. Yeah, that's a great name for this show. That's, a, very, that's very brilliant, true. isn't it? That's almost our mission statement. Yeah. Villagers okay. threw cow dung at each other like snowballs for the festival marking the end of Diwali. Uh, so basically, cow pats were gathered from a field and brought to the temple on tractors pulled by cattle adorned with flowers, and a blessing was performed before the dung fight began. I wonder if they got their own league, the IDL. <laughs> <laughs> the dung fight, the OK Corral. That's Bristol. They just basically throw dung at each other. Yeah, why not? Right, OK, it's, sort of fairly... Oh, we won't go into too much detail because it's... I had a name for one of the teams, but I've decided it's not very no, tasteful. I, I don't think you should. And Based on the Chennai team. It's not... Yeah, it's not... It's not, um, yeah. it's not televised, then. I mean, it, no, no one's picked it up yet. I don't think so. It seems a shame. I'd, I'd love to don't see it. I don't think there's a at Outros for, for, for the grabs. Women. We'll send... Um, the person covered in the most dung. We'll see if Andy Smart's interested in taking part in, in the next one. That would oh, be I'm interesting. I'm sure he will, yeah. actually. Yeah. Well, you can shower afterwards. It wouldn't be that bad, would it, really? What a beautiful bit of tabloidese today uh, in a story, little story about Scotch eggs. Uh, Brits are craving Scotch eggs in lockdown too. Deliveries up by 416% in a month, which is staggering, really. Uh, people, <laughs> I haven't given it a lot. I thought, but yeah, it's staggering. Yeah. <laughs> people in the south of England in particular have been, here it comes, tucking into the deep-fried sausage meat wrap snack. Come on, that's very good. good. I like that is that. very good. Yeah, well, give you well that. played. Yes. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, this letter. I said to you, the, the letters to newspapers at the moment. I don't know what it's to do with the lockdown. People, people have gone a bit stir crazy or something. But this one makes no sense at all. Uh, Mike wrote to the Daily Star. Who's Mike? I don't know. Oh, okay. He and both of them dressed up like Santa, wearing ermine in the Lords. One on his last appearance on Sky Cricket decided to dress like a beach bum. No respect. Respect for what? <laughs> Why would you suddenly do that? I've got no idea, Andy. You write too often, so you're uh, the perfect person. I have written one, actually, about that particular that, letter. Not me. <laughs> and this one, this, you hear this so often. Uh, this bloke writes in, he says, Tie one hand behind my back, put me in a pair of Wellington boots and stick me in Hamilton's car and I would win the World Championship. What, like Bottas is in the same car? These well, people are so thick, it's unbelievable. That would make for interesting telly, wouldn't it? I mean... <laughs> Good luck with that. I'd like to see him do it. For goodness sake. And apparently, um, scientists advising the government on the first lockdown, the sage people, relied on Wikipedia for their predictions. Blimey, if there's anything like yours and mine, they would have all went a bit citation. Citation needed, I would imagine. Yeah, that's very true. Absolutely.
Uh, what else? Have you I kick got? off the weekend, don't you? The Chelsea Newcastle. Yes, it's, it's going to be a tough sport. game. We, we, you know, we've always you say that about every game. Well, it played get... Marlow in the cup in the third <laughs> round. You said it's going to be a tough game. Every Ooh. game in the Premier League is a tough game. They never get an easy. <laughs> you game. sticking your neck out on that, are you? Well, it's what true. An original thinker. No, no, there are no easy games <laughs> in the Premier League. <laughs> well, there aren't. <laughs> so it's going to be a tough game. And we last year we went there. It was nil nil. We. Had about a hundred chances to score, couldn't get a goal. They scored in injury time, and so it was a really. We just don't have a great record up there, you know. It's a, it's a difficult place to go, even without the fans. But yeah. obviously, if Chelsea play well, then you know you stop your little gaggle of fans getting altitude. Thiago Silva can't play. Yeah, Pulisic is still injured. Oh dear. Yeah. You know, hopeless really. And uh, who else isn't? Um, still other doubts. So we'll see what happens. Well, yeah. You see, William has to take a test before uh, he can take. He went part to Dubai, training. didn't he? Uh, the the now Arsenal player. Yeah. Yeah, he went to that restaurant. You know, Salt Beef, as I call it, Salt Bay. <laughs> Where well, he, he's, he's incredible. The guy, the guy makes you a steak, then he sprinkles gold leaf on it, and yeah. uh, he charges you more. He does, and he's got this way of. It's like going to a Bernie. It's not going to a <laughs> no. It's not like, like going to an Angus. I, I promise you, it's not like going, going to an Angus burning. and he flicks a bit of gold leaf on. Says that'll be two grand, please. No, <laughs> no. of course not. He's imagine, I follow him on Instagram. He's incredible. He, what he can do with a piece of meat. He has incredibly sharp <laughs> cook it, knives. I'm guessing no. Oh, he like, doesn't cook it. He'll get a big slab of meat, right? And he'll yeah. stick his knife into it. And he'll chuck it up into the air. Really? And as he comes down, he'll slice it, and he'll end up with a steak. And then he he just does these the way he just flamboyantly. He would have been great on the generation game. Wouldn't he? <laughs> he would have been. Yeah. Well, if you wanted to cut your wrist off or something, yeah, yeah. possibly. Okay. Uh, have you, you've not been to one of his places. No, have you, I, I didn't. I, I didn't enjoy footballers' wages. Are you? Really? Well, not really. It's, no, yeah, no that's I can't the afford it. But uh, it does sound good. Yeah. And uh, the big the big match has got underway between Rooney and Vardy. It's a I think it's going to be a tremendous game. Is it today? Today, oh, yeah. Wow, okay. Well, we'll keep, we should have someone outside the court, shouldn't we? <laughs> we should, somebody really. in there commentating. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Well, Andy, I'm, a big, I'm not a goalkeeper, Andy is, but uh, we were both big fans of Glove mm. Story, the first book which was just a fantastic collection of goalkeeping memories, uh, mm. whether it's kind of gloves or uh, goalkeepers. In I mean, in this latest edition, something I've completely forgotten about, Bruce Forsyth's Big Night, which was a, a kind of a generation <laughs> game when yeah. he went to ITV, and they had beat the goalkeeper. Yeah, I've forgotten about that too. Where it was like a golden shot thing where you'd say left a bit, right a bit, shoot, and it was up to the likes of Peter Bonetti and Pat Jennings and uh, others, Gary Bailey, to uh, stop them, a different top goalie every week. So it's stuff like it's the shirts, it's the the goalkeepers' bags, the gloves, everything that you would like to know about the, the kind of weird world of goalkeeping. Uh, it's written uh, once again by Rob Stokes, Derek Hammond, and Gary Silk. Rob uh, joins us now, also joining us because uh, the excellent uh, Willow Foundation benefit from sales of the book is the former Arsenal and Scotland goalkeeper Bob Wilson. Good afternoon, guys. Hi, Paul, Andy. Hi, Bob. Hi, here. Bob. Hi, yeah, Bob. Good to talk to you as always, Bob. And uh, Rob, you with us? I'm with you. You're on here as well. Before yes. we chat to Bob, Rob, just um, tell us a bit about this one. I mean, obviously the first one proved so popular and you had enough material, uh, even though it's, it's densely packed. You had stuff. enough gloves. You had enough gloves and enough <laughs> material to do book two. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think someone pointed out that we only had 20 gloves in the in the first book and um, this one's got about three to 400 pairs in it. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, and that's not 
that's not all of them as well. So there is a few more to cover if we do a book three as well. Yeah, I was I was surprised by the Paul Trevelyan glove. I know Paul was was a bit of a thinker ahead of his time. But the glove where he came up with a sort of open palm and open bits of your fingers. There's a bit of logic to that. I don't know if they ever got manufactured. He's, he did say that they uh, there was a sample pair uh, produced. Um, but he couldn't find them. He, st- he says he's still got them somewhere at home, so hopefully he'll dig them out in time uh, for uh, if we do another one. Bob, the book must bring back a few old memories for you when you get a bit of a trip down memory lane, some of this. I mean, the, the sort of development gloves from your era to what they became when you were coaching at Arsenal and beyond. I mean, it was just, it basically were like gardening gloves you'd go out in, wouldn't you? Sometimes maybe a little bit of table tennis bat on the fists. <laughs> I was about to say to you, what gloves? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was about to say because, I mean, the normal way, if it was a dry day, it was um, look at your, open your palms, spit a bit of chewing gum on your on your hands, uh, rub a bit of dirt into it to make them tacky. And then, um, and then we had what we, I always refer to as gardening gloves, yeah. which had the name of Peter Benetti and Banksy, I think, on it. They cost about five shillings. And it was only the 1970 World Cup when Banksy came back with sort of a, a rubber, the first time rubber was introduced down the fingers. And then from then on, well, you can see from Glove Story 1 and this amazing Glove Story 2, um, you know, now it's like it's like you're going into space yeah. um, <laughs> with with the gloves that are there. And um, you know, I, I want people to know that. I mean, it's called Glove Story, which is a, the goalkeeper's life. But this is this these two books, um, Glove Story Two, following on brilliantly. This is a comprehensive coverage of every aspect of goalkeeping, not just the gloves, from grassroots to Premier League and into international football. Really, everything you ever ever need to know about goalkeeping is in these two in these two books the the gloves the kit the 192 square foot oh yes <laughs> before i score, you know and the greats of course and those who aspire to greatness um and above all the highs and the desperate lows of being a goalie Oh, absolutely. And reading the foreword by you, Bob, it was interesting that your hero was Bert Troutman. And, and judging by the way you played in that brave way, I suppose that's not surprising. No, I mean, you know, I think I always say you have to. I always did this, not just in my own mind when I was a player, but in the 28 years I coached at Arsenal and, and at other places and had our goalkeeping schools. But it was a, a case of sort of trusting your instinct and I when I was a kid I mean in my early teens there was Bert you know a German prisoner of war who decided to stay and help recharge this country and rebuild this country and then you know we saw him diving headlong at people's feet and famously breaking his neck in that cup final against Birmingham and blow me the young Bob Wilson with all the deficiencies elsewhere in my goalkeeping could almost, I mean, it was just like a photo image of Bert. I could, somebody would just miscontrol a ball. What's the quickest way to get there? Head first. You just don't see it nowadays. And although it, I sustained injuries, I obviously did it better than Bert because I never broke my neck. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Bob, also, there's, uh, the guys have got some some of the great goalkeepers uh, of, of all different eras in the book. And uh, 
and there's plenty of pictures of, of uh, Ray Clements and uh, we, we've talked a lot about Ray this week quite rightly a, a, a lovely guy and, and a fantastic goalkeeper we've talked a lot about what he achieved as a goalkeeper and what he was like as a man but I thought it might be nice to hear from a, a fellow keeper someone who knew him and someone who watched him a lot his attributes that made him such a good keeper well, I mean, let me let me start on exactly what you've just asked me before I, I, I touch one of the great human beings that that he was. Mm. Um, but you know, I would I would say the thing that stood out for me from day one of watching Ray at the other end to me, and I want to just touch on a, a story at the end of the '71 Cup final when we pipped Liverpool by two-one. But it was his gymnastic. Agility, slim, tall. He had absolutely, he was so light on his feet. He, you, you felt that he would win a gold medal in the Olympic Games in a, as a gymnast. Mm. He, he just was just so incredible in that way. I mean, everybody, if you say Bob Wilson to people of that era, what, what was he? Well, he was nuts because he dived headlong at people's feet. <laughs> With Ray, it was about an all-round agility, ability, um, just incredibly flexible in every single way and I mean I loved this man he was and has been a friend through my life an incredible um, supporter yeah. uh, of Willow and mm. uh, and people don't understand that you know this cancer is not just about the last weeks and two weeks this is about 12 13 years mm. of Ray fighting this awful well different parts of his body and and just to say to you Every time we were in touch and I'd say, Ray, are you fit enough to come and, you know, play in our next golf day for Willow and everything? He turned up. Mm. Ray turned up. Big smile. Hi, Bob. How are you doing? And and he just is an extraordinary human being with a lovely wife, V. And just, if I could just, we always brought up the same story. His success and enormous success in his wins and me um, at the other end to him in the 1971 final, which we, we managed to get through on extra time. When he was 21 at the time, I was 30 towards the end of my career, just before a serious injury. And the final whistle went, and as goalkeepers do, because we have the goalkeepers' union, and um, I went and shook his hand, and he was crying. And I said, I had to try and find something to say to him. You know, I was 30, and I said, Ray, Ray, don't... You know, you don't worry. You you'll have lots of time. I'm 30. I'm 30. I might never come back here again, Ray. You, you know, you've got your career ahead of you. Well, I missed the cup final the following year because of injury. Never went back to Wembley as a player. <laughs> Ray Clements went back about 45 times. Wow, yeah, <laughs> of course. Rob, finally, I ought to say that uh, congratulations on this book because you have a, what I call a magnificent obsession with all things goalkeeping. Uh, I know from speaking to you, and we've talked about even things like the little Peter Cech... Um, you call those bobblehead things, those little oh, yes, the Corinthian, and oh, Corinthian yeah. figures. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Your obsession with collecting these things it really comes out in the book, and it really is a. If you are interested in goalkeeping, it's a lovely, lovely thing. Thanks, Andy. Thank yeah. you. And and Bob, uh, the, the great thing is that the, the, the Willow, your charity, benefits from the sales of the book. Well, I mean that's been amazing. Rob Rob got in touch with me before Glove Story One, and uh, you know I immediately homed in on to anything goalkeeping he knew that maybe I was I'm actually believe it or not at this very moment refiling the whole of my footballing career because it's you know in lockdown it's a great thing to do and he came and 
you know, he took away <laughs> quite a lot of stuff, you know, to help in Glove Story 1. And then I had the privilege of writing the foreword for Glove Story 2. But this guy, along with Derek Hammond, Gary Silk, and the illustrations by Doug Nash. I mean, honestly, it is, it is an amazing, I think the first book was a tenor. And the second book, I think, is 14 quid, Rob, is it? But it's yeah, amazing. 40. Yeah, it's just... For anybody, you don't have to be a goalie to enjoy this book. Every no. single page, you know, is it catches your attention. No, that's very true, Bobby. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not a keepman. I love it. I, I love the first one as well. So, uh, guys, lovely to talk to you as always. Bobby, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah. Likewise, Rob, thanks yeah. very much yeah. for Good joining us. with the book, Rob. Take care. Thanks, James. Thank you. There we are. There's uh, the co-author of the book, Rob Stokes, Glove Story 2, and the great Bob Wilson. And uh, lovely words there about uh, Ray Clements. It's uh, Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talksport. The book is available now. It's published by Conquer Books. For, as, as Bob said, £14, but you'll probably find it cheaper on Amazon at a Christmas. It's a great little stocking filler, not just for the goalkeeper, but for the uh, football fan in your life. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Motti will be joining us. Eddie Hearn will be joining us uh, as well. And uh, we'll have the clips of the week and all that. So thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m on talk sport a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.